Hello, and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. So why does James City County government have a podcast in the first place? Well, quite simply, we want to make sure that you are in the know on what's happening in your local government. This Week in James City County supports our newly passed strategic plan to provide exceptional public services. Each week, we'll let you know about upcoming meetings and events, we'll highlight services and staff and departments, and we'll do a deeper dive on challenging issues. And because we can't forget how James City County is a great place to live, work, and play, we'll let you know about fun experiences you don't want to miss. My guest today is none other than Brian Hill, James City County's County Administrator. Brian has been with us since September 2014. Before coming, Brian worked as Deputy County Administrator for Beaufort County, South Carolina after several years working in higher education. Welcome, Brian. Thank you so much for having me here today. First of all, did I pronounce Beaufort? It is Beaufort, not Beaufort. Good. Beaufort Beaufort is North Carolina. Oh, very good. Today I want to talk with you for a little bit about a few recent decisions made by our Board of Supervisors. And then once we're done with that, we're going to get a little bit into the county budget, which is coming up. In 2017, we saw a change in the way our Board of Supervisors are meeting. Could you describe what has changed since January 1st? Absolutely. First off, the board meetings have changed in such a fashion that allows us to have more communication with the board. The second Tuesday of the month allows for the board to have a board meeting, a business meeting, associated with allowing for contracts to be let or public hearings and public comment for all the citizens of James City County. On the fourth Tuesday of the month, we have a work session. The work session starts at our normal time at four o'clock and it does not have an end time. It allows the board to discuss everything that they need to discuss. In the past, we were rushing to have that completed by six o'clock so they can eat between six and 6.30 and start the business meeting at 6.30. Now we have a bevy of issues and topics that we can have them discuss until the end of the meeting. Uh, We're not rushing, and we do have, I believe, 12 work sessions going forward into uh, this year. Now, I know public comment is an important part of the Board of Supervisors meetings. Is that still available for both meetings or just one now? Uh, The public comment is available for the business meeting that starts at 5 p.m., on the second Tuesday, each member or each person who wants to have a public comment has two opportunities or three or possibly four, depending on if we have public hearings. You get five minutes to discuss any topic germane to the board. You can discuss topics that are germane to the consent calendar. And then you have another opportunity to discuss any public hearing topic for five minutes. And if you're a group, you get 15 minutes. So no public comment in the second meeting of the month. No, no no public comment in the second meeting of the month. That is specifically designed for our board to communicate what is going on in James City County, how we can resolve those issues, and how we want to move forward with our staff. However, county citizens can communicate with the Board of Supervisors anytime they want, right? They can email them, make phone calls, so that is still available. Citizens can email the board. Citizens can call the board. Citizens can continuously email me. They can continuously call me. They can call the assistant county administrator. They can call our staff. We are open for business 24 hours a day with technology. Any email will be responded to within 12 hours with an absolute answer, or we'll get back to you as we have to do some research. 
Very good. Now, what prompted the change to the board meeting schedule? Was there anything in particular or? That's a very interesting question. I believe the change was prompted by the fact that they could not get their work sessions completed. The first work session that we had at four o'clock in January ended about 7.30, which meant that they spent three hours on one or two topics. Typically, that meeting would end at six o'clock and we wouldn't have any resolution. So trying to get resolution to the things that we need to move James City County forward has been key. That meeting allowed for that to happen. Then we ran into the next board meeting, which was on the second Tuesday. That meeting absolutely was a good meeting. I mean, it was run well. Uh, We had, I believe, four public hearings. We had two board considerations and we had seven items on our consent agenda and it ran smoothly. Well, budget time, as you well know, is right around the corner. It is? It is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I better get working on that. As you know, we're in the second year for the biennial budget. Why does James City County have a biennial budget? Well, the Commonwealth of Virginia um, does a biennial budget. We try to feed off of what's coming down from the state to allow us to actually program what we need to go forward. Sometimes it works very well, and sometimes it doesn't work too well. Um, we've been seeing an eroding education base, and this is why we really need information from the state to ensure that we can support, because those are unfunded mandates that go forward, that come down from the state. And we're trying to make sure that we can fund the schools the way we need to. Um, We are still here in 2017, below 2009 levels from funding from the state, sorry, from the Commonwealth of Virginia. I have to get my terminology right. Right. Back in South Carolina, it was the state. I've only been here two and a half, almost three years. I will get it right at some point. And there's only a few commonwealths, so we're unique. Yeah, we are very unique, and we're a great commonwealth. Yes, we are one of the best. We are the best. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. So do you see any changes that are coming down that will impact our budget this year? Well, there's two changes that I'm requesting uh, two sergeants in the um, public safety realm. We haven't really identified how we're going to deal with crime in the zones. I'm thinking in in future budgets, we're going to have to look at increasing zones from five to seven, which will obviously have an impact on our budget. When I look at EMS and response times, we're going to have to deal with that uh, as well. When I pinpoint an area in James City County that has issues, I really don't see one specifically that has issues. We have premium outlets and we have bush gardens. Well, those are the two heaviest crime areas. You take them out, everybody's pretty much about the same. My biggest concern is being able to get to the folks in Stonehouse based upon the fact that they are geographically in a tough situation. We have one firehouse that covers 80 square miles. That's a lot. That's a lot. Do you want to explain what you mean by zones and how adding two more zones would affect the budget? Well, we have five districts, uh, Roberts, Jamestown, Stonehouse, Berkeley. What am I missing? Powhatan? Yeah, Michael Hipple's district. Don't, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> but we do not have the zones set up based, based upon managerial districts. So what we do is we carve out areas that allow for population trends and crime statistics so we kind of balance it out. We have an officer that is dedicated to each zone, I believe, and that's 24-7. 
I believe at this juncture, as we look and see where the population is happening, we have 15,000 buildable lots within our PSA. We're going to, once these lots, and we're averaging 400 houses per year. Wow. Once these lots start the continuous build, we're going to have to move our zones around so we have adequate coverage throughout James City County. That's also going to impact our fire and EMS. So those are the things that we're looking at, not per se for this budget year, but as we do our strategic plan and we move towards 2020 when our debt portfolio drops, we'll have enough reserve or some capacity to allow us to build on our public safety needs. So increasing zones will mean more officers, more police cars, more... It means more officers. Currently, James City County has one officer for 0.53 miles. Um, there's 172 miles square miles in James City County. So we have a half of officer per mile, which doesn't work. Right. The city of Williamsburg has four officers per mile. Hmm. We have 0.53 officers per. We don't even have one officer in each mile. So as we continue to grow and expand with our population, it's going to be very apparent that we're going to need to have more officers to ensure the safety of our residents. How can citizens provide input on the budget? Oh, they already know how to provide input. Let me tell you something, Mr. Ms. Dahlman. <laughs> have you seen my email lately? I I've mean, it's 200 it. a day. Just Legendary. But anyway, uh, citizens continuously send emails, talk to us when we're in the supermarkets, provide us information when we have community meetings, the neighborhood forum. When I first came to James City County, uh, the first one maybe was 40 people. Uh, the last one we had in, I believe that was January, is 120 people. Uh, we have them every quarter. Come on out, talk to us, let us know what's going on. We're not here to, to do this job in a vacuum. We want to ensure that we understand what's happening throughout the community, and we're going to put things and measures in places to ensure that we do what's best for our community. When should we look for your proposed budget? March 30th is going to be the release, and we will have a public hearing on April 11th. And then we'll have community meetings on the 12th, 13th, 17th, 19th, and 21st. Wow. Yes, it's time. Very good. So there will be plenty of opportunity. Absolutely. Each district, each board member will have a community meeting throughout the budget process. Um, Mr. Anazooks will be at the Park and Recreation Facility. Ms. Larson, I believe, is at Jamestown High School. Uh, Mr. Hipple is at Park and Rec. Mr. McLennan is here at the Government Center, and Ms. Sadler is at the library on Croker Road. Very good. We will definitely share the specifics once we get them. What do you think the biggest issue is facing the county right now? Well, I believe we have two issues facing the county right now. I don't think they're insurmountable issues, but I think they're issues that we have to pay attention to. Our alternative water source is one issue or one concern. I wouldn't call it an issue. We just were uh, provided a permit from the DEQ for 6 million gallons per day. Our average consumption is 5.4 million gallons per day. That being said, we are able to tier up to 8.4 based upon our economic growth, i.e. residents coming into James City County, because the way we structured that agreement, I had to allow DEQ to understand that there's 15,000 buildable lots that have been approved within the PSA. And PSA, I'm sorry. Primary service area, which is a tool uh, used to not manage growth, but to understand growth. And primary service is? Water. Sorry. 
That's okay. Well, just because not You're teasing me out of me. I understand. <laughs> so the, the, the JCSA has a certain area that they can provide water to our residents within this PSA or primary service area, which is a geographically mapped throughout James City County. So you were able to talk to the DEQ and convince them that there was growth coming up? Well, we did some talking. Um, DEQ wanted to drop our groundwater permit to 3.8 million gallons a day, which would have been a 5 million gallon day cut. Um, When we went to speak with the DEQ, we stated, if we have 5.4 million gallons today and you're cutting me to 3.8 tomorrow, what do I do with the residents that no longer receive water. I thought it was not in our best interest to arbitrarily state that Newport News can take over because that might not be the most cost efficient nor prudent uh, opportunity for James City County. Not saying it's not a viable source, but I wanted to have the ability to provide three or four viable sources to the Board of Supervisors. Newport News being one, HRSD being another, or whatever else we come up with over the next 10 years. My goal, our goal, JCSA's goal, Doug Powell's goal, is to provide four alternative water solutions, sources, by 2023. Okay. Now, you had said that there were two issues, water being the first. Yeah, I always forget about the second issue because... Um, we, we kind of glossed over it, um, public safety and the amount of land that we have to cover to ensure that our citizens get the adequate EMS and fire and, pub- and police services. Um, again, we are very lucky that our crime rates are concentrated to two areas per se. When you look at the map, it's a very dense scatter plot by premium outlets and bush gardens. That is not to say that we have a lot of crime there, but we look at James City County, if you have five instances in Powhatan, and then you say, well, where are those instances? Four of them are at premium outlets. Powhatan's a very large um, geographic place. I think it's more than 50 square miles. So when you look at it, it doesn't really look like we have a lot of, we have a lot of, it looks like we have a lot of issues in uh, premium outlets, but we really don't when you take about the totality of where we are. Um, so making sure I can get those zones squared away in 2019 or 2022, um, working with the chief Reimheimer and forging a plan. And then, you know, unfortunately, when we get to 2022, our debt does drop and it does allow us to do certain things. We might need another fire station six. And that fire station six could be in the Stonehouse area, but the population doesn't warrant it population warrants it along Centerville Road and News Road area. So we're trying to figure out, based upon our buildable lots, based upon the time it takes to get from one station to another to our, to our residents, can we do it under five minutes and 27 seconds? We're looking at a lot of different scenarios uh, to ensure that we're doing what's right for our citizens. Now, of course, when you're saying the two main locations, bush gardens, and the outlets. You're not meaning inside of bush gardens. You're meaning the general geographic area right, surrounding right, that right. end of the and county. I, I, and I appreciate you for clarifying that. I am using that as a general point of location as opposed to there's a lot of crime in bush gardens and a lot of crime in premium outlets. But no, there is crime around those areas that are because we have more people coming through there. What is something that you think that citizens 
often misconstrue or don't understand? Oh, that's the easy question. That's the, that's the best. And, you know, I thank you. I think if we do these podcasts again, I want to continue doing it in this fashion where you don't give me the question until we're sitting here. But that one's easy. Good. Roads. Roads. Who takes care of the roads? VDOT. Okay. Virginia Department of Transportation is responsible for all roads unless they are taken over by VDOT. Then it's the developer who is responsible for roads. So I'll give you three examples of what I mean. Okay. Green Springs West, there's a section that VDOT has taken over and there's a section, four sections that have not been taken over. They're still at their pre-road, they haven't been, um, they're still at the scrape the scrape process. Mm-hmm. Due to the developer's inability, as well as Monticello Woods, due to the, the developer's inability to pave the roads, VDOT has not accepted it nor has James City County stated that they're James City County roads, so they're up to the HOA to deal with until we can get them paved. So we're going through a legal battle with a developer for Monticello Woods and Green Springs West. When snow comes, they can't, VDOT will not go on that road because since the road is not up to snuff, the blade hits a water main or a manhole, it, it destroys the road. So we don't even go there until those roads are are accepted into the road inventory system. Now, people always get on me, and I get, you know, I, I, I know who to call when you need your when you need your snow plows coming through. The problem is we don't have as many snow plows as people think. James City County has three. They're used to do the schools and the complex, but we do not do the roads. The Virginia Department of Transportation does the roads. During this magnificent snowstorm that we had, 12 inches, I've received a lot of emails and a lot of calls, but I have to say, I also received those same emails and calls saying, thank you for allowing our roads to be plowed. My response was, I will let the resident engineer understand that they gave you, gave him a thank you. And Rossi Carroll, God bless his soul, received a lot of thank yous because that was a lot of snow. And people have said that they have not seen snow plows in some communities for 12 years. Wow. I don't know about what happened in your community, but in my community, my road was cleaned off two or three days later, Mm -hmm. but I was able to get out the day of snow because I had to go do what I had to do for the county. (laughs) Well, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Very much. So VDOT, if you have snow issues, VDOT's who you get in touch with. And they have a website. You can place your um, request on their website. It gives you a log, and then you can track and see where they are. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. That was a great question. Good. I like it. I like it. Easy one. That's the easiest question you've given me. All right. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, well, now as I promised, it's time for the fun part. I have five questions, okay, that Mm -hmm. really do not have to do with anything that we've talked about so far. First one What is your favorite hobby? I play a lot of basketball. Um, at, l- <laughs> at lunchtime, I will go and shoot. Um, I have to make 153 pointers in 45 minutes, and I have a circuit. And then when I'm done shooting the 150 makes, I have to shoot eight out of 10 foul shots. And if I don't make eight out of 10, I do a suicide, um, which is running back and forth on the court. That's how I keep in shape because I don't have a lot of time to do what I, um, per se, keep in shape. Um, I also coach at Jamestown High School. Um, I tease the kids that I'm a better shooter than them at my advanced age. 
I don't like telling them that when I do shoot, everything hurts because they just <laughs> bounce up and go. But uh, I do want them to understand I, I, I'm a student of the game, even at my age. And I try to explain to them that I've probably forgotten more about basketball than they know. And it's coming, it's gotten to the point now, we're 22-2 and two this year. We're playing um, in the state tournament. Uh, first time ever for Jamestown. The kids get it. They play basketball the right way. Okay. So are you open to any, you know, if somebody wants to challenge you and they give you a call and set up a time to meet you on the court? Are you open to that? Oh, absolutely. I have Adam Richards who's trying to play me one-on-one. Who Adam Richards is a radio personality in the city of Williamsburg, 15 years older than me. And I told him I'm going to kick his tail when we play. So we're good. Okay, very good. <laughs> All right, how about any children? I have three boys. Uh, I have a 20-year-old um, junior at CNU, BJ, math major. Uh, also football player, um, was at North Greenville University. I have a junior in high school, Devin, uh, wants to go to be a history professor, I believe, and that can always change. Mm-hmm. Um, fences, and I have a 15-year-old sophomore named Aaron, uh, who plays soccer and wants to be a food scientist. What is that? Uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. But, you know, if that's what the kid wants to do, Virginia Tech does have a major in food science. And I think it has a lot to do with growing um, animals genetically correct and or potentially having the equipment to cook them. So I'm, you know, it could be whatever. I don't know. Good. As long as it eventually pays and helps him move out of your house. I think Aaron will be the one that lives in Bali Bali doing some crazy River Adventure Tours. Oh. I don't really know. Might not talk to me. After he gets out of college, I might not see him again. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. What TV show are you into right now? Believe it or not, the family has allowed me to purchase the CBS app, and I've been watching Mission Impossible from 1966, and I did not realize that Peter Graves was not the first guy. Stephen Hill was the first really? guy. And he made it through season one, but he had some issues with the producer. And um, Peter Graves came in season two. So Mission Impossible has been a staple. And I'm watching my kids watch it as too. They they think it's way cool. That is a great idea to go back and see some of those old Hawaii series. Hawaii 5.0, Mission Impossible, Rockford Files. We're just watching all the old shows. And they're like, those are really cool cars. And then my youngest son says, that looks like one of our old cars. I said, that is exactly our old car. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. Good. What is your favorite ride at Busch Gardens? Well, I'm not a roller coaster guy, but when I came here on my recruiting trip, I don't do roller coasters. Mm-mm. First ride up was the Griffin with Mr. Anazuk. Oh, my. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out if I like that one or Tempesto because I had to open that one. And now I understand I have to do the Invader coming up, too. So uh, I'll say the Griffin. And that is why I will never, ever be county administrator. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, I will tell you this. Robolton was pretty cool because I started to get up. I thought the ride was over, and then it dropped. I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh. So, but I'm not a roller coaster guy. No. No, I don't think I've been on any of the roller coasters more than once. Wow. Yeah. But you've done them, so I'm very impressed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very impressed. All right. Now pretend with me that you have some out-of-town guests that have come to stay with you this month, mm-hmm. and they're only going to be in town for about a week. 
What is one experience in James City County that you would like to make sure that they see before they go home? I would take them to Jamestown Settlement um, and go through the museum, the indoor portion and the outdoor portion. And then I would show them the marina as we continually build on that brewery at the marina. I would also encourage them to come back in July and have a beer with me. Very nice. Well, Brian, that's all I have for you today. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. This is something brand new, as you know, that we're trying just to see how it goes. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate the communications team. We have taken James City County so far into the future, and I really appreciate all the hard work. You, Jody, Latara, Laura, James City County has done to make us look and feel like a great place to live, work, and play. Very good. Thank you. Will you come back and join us again? Anytime. Okay. Thanks, Renee. Thank Thank you you. so much.